Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Hi, it's Season 5, Episode 11 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast My name's Jav, joining this week, John Stegles from Urchester uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day. Right, um, it's been quite a while since we've recorded a pod, in fact, over a week ago. Um, uh, there's a few reasons for that. Obviously, we had our game against Man City on, on, on Monday, and then originally we were going to record a pod on Tuesday, but um, for various reasons, um, none of us were able to, to, to do that. Um, I suppose a blessing in disguise, because we've, we've played a game since then, um, which is where we will begin the discussion. West Ham last night... Um, John, that was one of those games where it's got it's a potential banana skin written all over it. It's a tricky tie. Um, West Ham always give us a difficult game. They're always going to be up for it. Um, we're playing on the back of only having played 48 hours before. They've, they've had extra days rest. Um, Pochettino made a lot of changes, um, for better or worse. For better, it seems. Um, and we, 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 we weather, weather that storm perfectly. I mean, we're free to the next round. Job done. Yeah, it's, it was nice for them to fill their stadium twice in 10 days. It's the only time it's filled. Um, and it's always nice to put one over them. Um, disgusting club, disgusting fans, disgusting owners, disgusting stadium. Glorious result. Some really good high points last night, I think. Uh, Foyth was imperious. Um, Son back on goal scoring. I think he hadn't scored in something like eight games or something, if, mm-hmm. I, if memory serves. So nice to have him back on the score sheet. Um, Winks finding some very decent form as well. Um, yeah, lovely performance all round. Um, and Gazaniga back in goal. So yeah, yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, you mentioned Foyth. I mean, superb game, but also also Davison Sanchez. He had, he had a blinder as well. And, and yeah. I think the, the fact that I was I was interested to see those two start together. Because we've seen, obviously, we've seen a lot of Sanchez over, over the last eighteen months. Um, less so a fourth, um, a lot less. And even when he has played, he's tend to be paired up with, with a Toby or or, or, or with Jan. But I, but I wanted to see the, the the pairing there because arguably that that's going to be the, hopefully a future centre back pairing in, in in years to come. I think that is the future of our defence right there. Um, I mean, Jan's unfortunately not getting any younger. Um, neither's Toby, and he more than likely he will go. Or if he does go, you know, he's intimated he wants to go, whatever. But, yeah, Foyth and Sanchez in in, in defence will be brilliant. Mm. Uh, I, I read a quote today from his ex-manager when he was as Estudiantes, if that's the right pronunciation. Sorry to any um, Argentinians out there. Um, he said he's a mixture of Beresi and Beckenbauer. If he leaves, it will be a great loss. I think that sums up his performance last night. He was he was absolutely superb. He he could possibly do with bulking up a bit. He still he looks like a bit of a beanpole, but he's a hell of an impressive player. He really is. He really is. His his, his composure on the ball going forward, um, you know, for a young, for a young lad, um, and also defensively, um, he, he looks he looks super, superb. Um, uh, you know, coming up against the likes of 
Anasovic, who, who can be a real handful for, for Premier League defences, and, and I thought he he handled himself really, 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 really well. Interesting, you, you mentioned Barese. There's, there's a name from the past. I was watching a documentary earlier early today about him. Um, yeah, superb, uh, superb player he was, and uh, that, that's. Uh, any, any... I've just I've just looked it up. Eight million quid he cost us. Wow. <laughs> on the on his frame, yeah, you, you're, you're right. He's, he looks. I mean, he he looks a lot smaller than, than he is. I mean, he's, he's. I think he's, he's still six foot odd. Um, but he, he looks tiny. Yet he's not the first footballer that that, that we've had. That you know, Lamella, for example, um, that that uh, needed bulking up and 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 have managed to to do that. And he's still a young man. So I mean, I mean, he'll still probably continue to grow in, in his body and and. And become, should we yeah, say, I mean, accustomed to playing in the Premier League. He's twenty, mm. so he, you know he's 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 still got some growing to do. And for for a twenty year old, he's a he's very very impressive. And maybe he doesn't need to bulk up. I mean, like you say, he 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 dealt with um, Anatovic really well. So maybe you know maybe he's just super strong. Mm. Maybe he is. I mean, also. Um, Good news today that both him and Eric Lamella um, are in the Argentina squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pity that they're going to. Are they playing in Europe anywhere, or are they going to have to schlep all the way to South America? I didn't look at where their fixtures were. For my sins, I didn't either. Um, okay. But they will be obviously involved in some game somewhere. Yeah. And that's going to be. Yeah, we just have to keep our fingers crossed that, that they come back in one piece. I think. I think Foyth was in the last squad, um, but it's been a while since since Lamella, um, for obvious reasons, his, his injury. Um, been a while since he's been involved in the squad, so it's it's good that he's um, involved, even though it can, it's it's <laughs> on on one side of it, we you know. It, it, it's a bit of a pain in the ass when when our players go away on international injury, and you're always sort of crossing your fingers they come back um, in one piece. Um, but the other side it is that it's uh, it reflects well on, on us as a club that we've got so many internationals. Um, yeah, that's yep. that, that's a really good thing. Um, Hold on, there was Argentina and Mexico on the seventeenth and the twentieth of November. So that would say to me that's in Argentina somewhere. 17th is a Saturday, 18th, 19th is a Monday. Okay, well, that's not too bad. And then we'll, yeah. play, we'll play the following Saturday, the 24th, yeah. against Chelsea. I've just, I'm just looking up uh, some bits on um, Jan Foyth. So he's he's six foot three. He he When he played for Estudiantes, he made seven appearances. Mm. And then we bought him for eight million quid. That says that, that, says that somebody's spotted his talent at and and he's he's not almost fast tracked but you know he's 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 destined for big things i contrast that with a few years ago um when we had players like fazio um in defense and would go into league cup games so but you know by which point we'd sign toby and and it was you know very much Jan and toby were, were, were the main Centre backs, and we had Vimmer on the books, and Fazio. I remember a League Cup tie against Arsenal, who are, funny enough, we will play in the next round. Um, uh, we played them at White Hart Lane, and we and we lost two one. And Fazio played that day, and, and he had a stinker. And now we, I look at our centre backs, and we we do have a lot of. That's one area where we have a lot of depth. You know, we've got Jan and Toby Sanchez, Sanchez superb acquisition. 
and a lot of money we we paid for him. Um, just goes to show that if the right player is there and Pochettino is interested in a player, um, we will we're not shy to to, to pay um, to pay the going rate. Um, and, and we did that with Sanchez. And obviously, four feet up slightly less, eight million. Um, but he, he looks a real gem. Yeah. Uh, he he does. He looks like a, a player. But in, in contrast, I think um, Wright Phillips got bullied a little bit last night, and you can maybe see why he's not been given the chances. Unfortunately, uh, but, but, but that's that's not saying much, to be honest with you. But can I can I, Who, Walker Peters? Sorry, Walker Peters. Yeah, sorry, Walker Peters, not Wright Phillips. That's, fuck, yeah, Walker Peters. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't think he had the best of games last night. I don't think he did too badly but yeah. I don't think he had the best of games I think I was, I was discussing this with, with somebody else last night and it was encouraging I, I it didn't dawn upon me straight away that, that we had Uria at left back I assumed he'd be at right back and um, and Walker Peters would play on the left which he can do I was happy that we had Uria filling on the left because it meant that Walker Peters could continue at right back which I see as his best position and I was having this discussion with, with a friend of mine and the point I made was, well, whenever we've called upon Walker Peters twice last season, two games he started in the league, first and final game of the season, he was man of the match, and he's played nothing. But I don't think he's played any other games in the league in between, to my knowledge. Um, and Urias played a lot more, and he's never impressed me. Um, and that's fine. That's a valid point. But also, I'd say that unfortunately, as good as Walker Peters perhaps played in those two games, he hasn't. We haven't seen him over a long number of games um, and to see whether he can do that on a consistent basis. And I think hopefully if he's given that chance, we can you know, be able to make a more of an assessment on, on, on whether um, he, he can do the job. Last night maybe wasn't his best game, as you say, but um, he needs more chances. Um, and I think uh, if he's given those chances, then... You might be right. Maybe it's a lack of game time that, yeah. we, that was putting costing him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you mentioned as well he had a good game. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did. I thought he did well. Um, looked a bit dodgy on a, on a, some crosses, but apart from that, probably our future number one. If we uh, made some really good saves, um, good at stop shot stopping, but then Loris is as well. And Lorente, he got on the score sheet, so now he's. Um... He's got the same number of goals as Vincent Janssen, six six apiece, six, six apiece even. Uh, I, I, I remember I bought a friend of mine a t-shirt that said I saw I saw Forland score. I think we should revive that one and, and do a t-shirt that said I saw Lorente score because they're few and far between. Yeah. Um, still needs to be improved on. Still, we need we need better than that, unfortunately. Yeah. No, he wasn't great. I mean, I think the only good thing was that we we rested Kane last night and uh, yeah. Yeah, and and a few others, and it, and it, and it was good that, that we did that. Um, Winks, obviously, you mentioned earlier. Um, again, superb, absolutely superb. Um, it, I think he might be looking better than when he went out pre-injury. I don't know if he's come back with a with a, a bit between his teeth and something to prove, but he's looking superb. And he it won't be long before he's a, a mainstay and a, and a permanent fixture in our midfield. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he's looking very very good. I, I'm glad I, to say. We'll talk about Man City in a minute. I was, I, mean, I was surprised he didn't start on Monday. Genuinely, I, I, in my opinion, I, I, I expected him to start ahead of Dembele. I know most Spurs fans were, were, were suggesting Dembele should start, and he did. But I would have, I would have had Winks. I mean, he's, he's, he's just looked superb the last few games. He's, he's not put a foot wrong. 
Um, so Arsenal in the next round, um, which will be yeah, quarterfinals. I think that's going to be the week of the 17th of December. Yeah. Um, yep, we'll beat them. I'm confident of that. They, they, I, I feel that too as well. They're, 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 I'm, I'm glad it's away. And I think we'll beat them. I don't think that they are any cop at the back. And I think our defence can nullify them um, completely. So I, I don't, I, I'm not fearful of that at all. I really am not. And it, that sounds a bit weird, but I'm not. They're, they're, they, they are susceptible to, to being pulled apart. Their defence is pony. Uh, talking of defence, do you think that uh, Pochettino should, or do you think he will, persevere with the same back pairing, or will he bring back Toby, or, or possibly if he's back fit, Jan? It, it will. It will. Well, there's a question about it later on, but it depends on that run of games and how mm. we're doing. I think, and I know we're going to come to that in a bit about the the, the fixture fixtures going forward, but I, I think it all depends on those. Go, how we're doing in those games what and if we need to rotate a little but I don't see any reason why he couldn't put out a full strength side for that it, okay. it, it gets us into a semi-final yeah, yeah. I think I, I think we've got enough quality if we did start Foyth and Sanchez um, to beat Arsenal because I think we're, we're that much better um, as long as um we're fairly strong elsewhere. I still I think we can do it. I, I, I'd be more concerned in the semi-final if we get to the semi-finals, for example, if we play Chelsea in the semi um, over two legs, and if we dare I say it got to a final, I think at that point I wouldn't want to take any chances. Um, I, su- I suspect if Jan's not fully fit, then yet then Sanchez will, will will definitely start that match. So it will just be a question of whether he goes with Toby or. Whether he perseveres with with fourth and and yeah you're right fixtures a busy fixture um, list will schedule will will, will determine that as well. Um, it's, it's a nice it's a nice predicament to be in to have all to have people like Delhi and Ericsson coming back from fitness uh, and 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 wanting needing to play Sonny's hitting some form so it's it's a nice thing to have to be able to have to pick and choose which plays you want to want to have in you know Ori has come back come back in uh, to the side Winks is coming back to form Wanyama played last night you know um, Sissoko is arguably one of our better performing players after the last two weeks so yeah. it's a, I think it's a nice quandary to have and it, uh, you know having everybody fit it, it, it's good competition yeah George is really waiting upon obviously Yan and, and Rose I think they're the only ones who are out um, yeah. shame, shame about Rose because I think he was just starting to finally hit some form. Yeah, um, he'll be back sooner than sooner yeah. rather than later, and that's the thing. Yeah. Um, talking of games and talking of changing um, personnel, uh, uh, we 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 had a game 48 hours before um, against Man City at Wembley, which we lost. Um, it was a strange old atmosphere that um, on on Monday night um, over there um, at Wembley. Um, I don't know if that. <laughs> What it was like watching it on the TV, but I, it was the quietest atmosphere I've ever witnessed at a Spurs game, whether that's at Wembley or elsewhere. It's it it was dead. It was absolutely dead. And this is against Man City, who are a big team. This is a big match. So I I, I was just disappointed. Um, 
a bigger like playing at their stadium then because they're <laughs> dead and full of nobody. I mean, look, there was fifty. I think one of the number was about fifty six thousand. That's yeah. still more than we would have gotten at White Hart Lane. True. And I dare say, if it had been at the uh, new White Hart Lane, it would have been there would have been another five thousand people in there. So, but it, I think the the number of tourists and half and half scarfers and stuff in there might have been a bit of a concern. And the way they were trying to flog tickets and advertise it, we shouldn't be in that stadium now. We should be at home. Mm. But. Uh, 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 we'll talk maybe talk more about that later but on to the, the the match i thought why why does it always take us half an hour 45 minutes to wake up um it, uh, we played very much on the back foot in that first half and to you know a couple of individual errors again same as the psv match cost us uh, but after that, we looked good and we caused them some problems. Man City could have scored again, but fluffed their lines and we could have gone away with a draw. A draw would have been a, a good result at the end of that. Um, that Lamella chance, I've watched it back a couple of times. It's maybe not as easy as it first looked. It's not that much of an open goal and the ball bobbled or whatever. But we played that. That second half is probably one of the best halves of football we've played this mm-hmm. season. And it gives me hope going forward. I think that the... the, the, the... The signs against City, against Reyes, even against PSV, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Aside from the de- defensive mistakes, which which we've been making a lot this season, which are which are important and which are costly, I, I, I certainly feel now going forward, um, we are click starting to click. Um, and the contrast that's the beginning of the season. Um, I think we're we're a lot better. Um, I even thought against City, I thought they scored very early on. I, I thought the first five minutes we looked okay. Um, before they and even after that even after they scored I didn't feel too threatened by City in the way that you know last season they, they, they played us off the park home and away and they were superb um, and going into this game that's what I feared I feared they'd do the same and it would be a 3 or a 4-0 um, when even when they went 1-0 up I thought yeah we're, we're going we're gonna to get an equaliser we can, we can have these um, it weren't to be um, once again a stupid Defensive error cost us uh, early on. Um, Put it in that situation, just head it out. Head right. it out. Don't give them chance to. It was it was almost reminiscent of the first goal we conceded against Barcelona. I thought it was very much like that. Um, but against arguably one of the 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 you know the, the probably the best team in the Premiership, who have spent God knows how much money on their side. I think we 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 matched them. The score scoreline doesn't say that, but we matched them. And I think, yeah. you know, Poch's words um, when we were having when we uh, lost against Watford and and Toys were thrown out of the pan, pram, and it's like, yeah, we'll win a lot of games this season, and I think we're going to be fine. Mm. I think we're going to be fine after that result. We we haven't lost the the ruthlessness in us. It just it just needs to be prodded out. And now the clock's gone back. Harry will hit some form. So I think we're gonna we're gonna pick up and have our usual October, November, December period where we pick up a lot of points and push on. Agree. Um, should we talk about Sissoko? Yeah, let's talk about Sissoko. He was good. Come he on. was good. I know. I, he he is almost an um, an allegory of our of, of our season so far. He he looked good. He played well, but then he did some god awful things. There, um, he he he's 
his work rate, his effort and everything was 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 10 out of 10. But then he gets the ball and makes a, a stupid pass that goes out for a, for a, for a corner for them. And it, there's just there's just little bits that let him down. But he was fantastic. Yeah, he was he was really good. And it was it's was, it's good to see that there is something in there. I wasn't. Do you know what? I wasn't a single bit surprised when he when he was named in the starting lineup. I was surprised that Ericsson wasn't picked, but then we don't know how fit he was, and and Pochettino might have might have had an eye on on Wednesday, and and well, well he did, and, and he started yesterday, and uh, you know, for all those people who, who criticise Pochettino and say he doesn't take the cup competition seriously, well, um, you know, we still picked a fairly strong team yesterday, including Ericsson. And we won that. But yeah, I was surprised he didn't start on Monday. I wasn't surprised that Sissoko started for a number of reasons. One, I think his form has been really, by his standards, has been good lately when he's played, um, I think, against Cardiff and and West Ham, for example. Um, He had one of his best games against City when he joined us, um, I think, in October. uh, It was October of 2016 when we beat them at White Hart Lane. Mm. I think it was Pep's first defeat in, in, in domestic football. Um, and he obviously he's got different attributes, um, and and you know he showed that on Monday he worked hard his athleticism, um, bringing the ball forward. Quite often he he would be the person that would transition from defence to attack, bringing it forward. Unfortunately, his final ball has ever left him down. Um, I, you could almost see Lamella thinking, right? I've got the ball. He looks up, he sees the pass on to Sissoko, and he goes, "Now nah, I'm not doing that," and then he loses the ball. Mm. And that's one of the problems. I don't think some, maybe some of the other players trust him enough to, to and I, I, maybe I'm being disingenuous to him here. Maybe they do, but that's how I felt. It, it was just, there's, there's, he's missing something in his game. And it's easy to say that he could be improved on and we could do better than him, but it's blatantly obvious. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I, there's a couple of things I've said before in, in relation to, to Sissoko. One, I genuinely believe that he is a player that had he played, for example, in the early or mid two thousand, let's say early two thousands, he would be one of the stars of the team. He would be yeah. one of the standout players. Um, yeah. He he is now playing in a team with so many better players, technically skillful players around him, that he he does look inferior. Um, he he's 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 somebody that would have been would have been perfect in our midfield a few years ago. The other thing I'd say is look, he's on the books. Um, and whilst he's there and whilst he's picked, um, he's, he's got a job to do and, and we've got to get behind him. Um, that being said, I said it last season, I'll say it again now. If a club came in for him in the summer, I wouldn't be too despondent if he left, to put it that way. Yeah. No, how many, what was it, uh, 30 million or we're playing 6 million a year until he goes mm. or whatever. He must have been with us three years now. He must be halfway through well, this that. Is his, this is his third season, yeah. Yeah, so so he'll be coming into his fourth year then soon. So, yeah, I, I, the, the price that players are coming and going for at the moment, I think uh, at the end of his tenure, 30 million quid might look cheap for him. Mm. Um, he He's just he's just got a ricket in him. That's what it is. He's... And, and that's summed, that summed up our night against uh, against Man City and PSV. It, looking good, but then a ricket costs us. And that I can't say much more than that about him, really. Honest, honest price tag. I mean, if you look at it, forget about the Soko that we've seen in the Spurs shirt. When we signed him, we signed him on the back of um, a Euros where he, he, he was a standout player for, for France. We, we paid £30 million for him for an established player. 
um, we we as I said earlier, we we paid forty million for Davison Sanchez, who's a young player that most people hadn't heard of. I know he had one one very good season with, with Ajax, but most um, the likes of you and I wouldn't have heard of him probably. Um, uh, on paper, that should have been more money um, that would have been questionable. And whereas for thirty million for an established international 50 odd caps for france um isn't it's not too bad today today's money you know particularly now since prices are in, inflated 30 million actually isn't that that much plus i think the, the as you said earlier alluded to the fact that um it's a six million a year we're, we're, deal that we're, that we're paying paying an installment or something like that i think so is that god knows levy how levy um levy finance yeah levy finance for doing it on the stadium as well um the thing, the, the thing that struck me as well is we're one or two players, possibly three players, away from being an exceptional side. We don't, we didn't spend a hundred million that everybody seemed to have spent in the summer, but had we, we would have, we would be an exceptional side, I think, and we would have been definitely challenging for, for something. It's uh I, I don't know. Maybe we we need probably a, a winger or two and a, and a central midfielder. And if we've got if the if the the, the speculation about Barros is right, and we've got him. Maybe he's he's the first part of that. Mm. But we'll see in what we do in the in, at Christmas because everybody's saying that we're going to spend uh, the, uh, over Christmas and buy some players in. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I just think we're just missing one or one one or two, perhaps three pieces of the puzzle. And that's it's a pity we didn't buy them. Yeah. Um, well, final thing on Sissoko. It, it, it's amazing that a little bit of confidence, what it can do for you. And I felt on yeah. Monday, um, you know, he was playing well. And at one point, the fans were sing, singing his name. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and he just seemed to grow with with with, uh, with every step that he was taking. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased for him. Um, I am as well. He's al- he's almost like the. Uh the chaos theory you just throw him in there and and you you know he, he you don't know what he's going to do and he just he just creates a bit of chaos in the middle of the pitch and 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 breaks things up and we we thrive off it hmm. maybe i'm wrong with that but you know he's done well i'm, I'm i know i've very much slated him in the past but I, I honestly genuinely am happy that he's come good which i should say that obviously we're still fifth on the Table and we're only five points behind City and Liverpool. Um, uh, it 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 was closer, obviously, going into that game. But um... well, the, the the crazy thing is, before Man City, uh, if we if the results the way they were, if we'd have held on to the lead that we'd had at Watford, we would have been top of the league. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's how. And people have been moaning about a season and saying how bad it is. It's it it's that's crazy to think of. That well, is. It, it suggests that that it that it's very close and congested at the top. Um, yeah. It was and it still is, even even though we're five points behind the the, the leading two, three behind Chelsea, one point off behind Woolwich. Um, and I, I, I say this every, every year, and when when we we seem to do this, come that December January period, that's when we start to hit a run, and I hope that's the case this, this year. Con- congested. Um, Schedule. There's lots of points to be won. There's lots of points to be dro- dropped. Unfortunately, we seem to be 
be picking them up over that period while some of the teams around us um, uh, drop them. And I think it, it, yeah. it's like a kaleidoscope. It, it, it falls and, 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 and shatters and, and then once all the pieces are put back together, um, you start to get a, a, a fairer picture of where we are. And I think come the start of the year, hopefully we'll be in the new stadium by then, famous last words, um, things will start to even itself out at the top. And I believe we will be somewhere in that top four by that point. Unfortunately, there's a, there's a gulf in the league, a blatant gulf in the league that there's a, a top five or six sides and then there's everybody else and you have to pummel everybody else and then get the result, get one or two results against the, the, the top six to, to, to win the league. Mm. And that teams in the top six will drop points against each other um, the way it's going. So, yeah, you just have to beat everybody else in the league. Absolutely, and we have got one of those everybody else teams in the league. Wolves on Saturday. Um, our record, generally, apart from Watford, has been has been good against um, these other teams, and it's been good in previous seasons. And, and that that's where yeah, you're right. We want to pick up the points uh, and be consistent there. I suppose that's where it cost, for example, Liverpool last season. Yeah. Um, Wolves on Saturday away from home. If you'd asked me this a few months ago, I'd have been or a month or so ago, I would have been worried because they were playing really well. But they seem to have lost a few games um, recently. Um, they'll be up for this, and their manager will be up for this because he—I think he's a good manager, um, and they play decent football. And I think they'll—they'll they'll be set up well against us. It'll be a tricky, tricky game. Yeah. So, so we'll, if I—if I have to predict something there, I'm going to predict a narrow win, a narrow win, three-two. I think I'll go okay. for. 3-2 it, it, I really do think it's going to be a, a, a tough game uh, but if you look at our uh, we're going to have Delhi Ericsson Son on fire but probably behind Kane which will be nice so I think uh, I, w- I would definitely drop more Mora for that one I think he didn't show very much against West Ham unfortunately he had fits and starts in that but I'd put Son on and, and I'd go with that the, the one thing that I'd say that really showed Ali's class and I'm so glad he signed a new deal so so glad he's such an unselfish footballer that the, the ball he crossed for Lamella he could have had a shot and it would have been saved it might have rebounded out to Lamella and he might have had an easy tap in but he was, his first instinct was just to look up and play across for the shot He's such yeah. an unselfish footballer. He's he was brilliant. he he was superb, and 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 I believe he, he put through Son as well last night. Um, he, yeah, 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 good, exactly. good, yeah. Good, good to have him and Ericsson back. I mean, I think when they're fit, more often than not, particularly Ericsson, but Delhi too, that they are immediate starters, and then it's just a question of who else will play with them behind behind Kane. Um, for me, I prefer Lamella and Son. Mora, um, and I think with, with Mora, he scored against United. He had a really good start start of season. He scored against United, but um, he didn't then score for another couple two months until the the PSV um, game, which we'll talk about very shortly. Um, I think that yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree, agree with you against Wolves. Um, I think we should. Well, Lamella didn't play, did he? Last night he played on Monday. No. I'd like to see him start it, again. He'll be starting against Wolves, I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm going to go for a curry. Well, it's the right place to be going 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 yeah. up to the to to to, to the Midlands. Um, 
But uh, 3-0, 4-0 maybe. No, 4-0. Okay. So there's going to be a team that's going to be at the end of hiding from us soon, sooner rather than later. Um, and I think we're going to go there and 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 uh, just destroy them. Um, I think we're, we're, we're at our very best when once the first or second one go, goes in. You know, when we when we beat teams three or four nil, we we tend to do it. We tend to get that third and fourth goal um, in quick um, succession, um, particularly when the game opens up and teams are trying to attack and we hit them on the counter. And I think we, yeah, I've got a feeling we're, we're going to we're going to do that against Wolves. I'm 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 feeling confident. Uh, we, we are starting to hit form, certainly going forward. Defensively, maybe not. As we saw um, last week against PSV. Should we discuss that? Yes. The only thing what I'd say about PSV is they're on the same level as Brighton. They're a pony club. They wouldn't mm. survive in the Premier League in a month of Sundays. And we just gifted that game. So we were cruising. But what we lacked in that was a killer instinct to get that third goal and just put it out of sight. We do we should we should have had our foot on their throats and put them out of their misery and we yeah. didn't and that's what's really really gutting again a couple of silly schoolboy errors and it's just cost us the, cost us uh, the three points really really disappointing i mean from an attacking point of view i thought yeah we were superb once again there was a lot in that game that i thought that, that i took encouragement from and I, and I and i thought they were piss poor i thought ps3 were piss poor yeah they were but, but the but the goals that we conceded like okay, let's talk about the first one now toby was at fault that's fine i've looked at that I've looked that looked back at that a few times i felt that sanchez's pass to him wasn't necessary and that put him under a bit of pressure um i also felt that when he lost the ball i mean he, and the PS3 player went through on goal. I was surprised that Hugo was static and he didn't come off his line to narrow the angle. Um, although ultimately, I still think that that goal was Toby's fault. Um, the sending off, fuck knows what Hugo was doing. Um, no, ridiculous. And 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 now he's he's going to be out for what is it? One game or two games? One game. One game. Right. So presumably it means that. I think Gazaniga can't play. No, because he's not in the squad. squad. So it means that we've got to start a form. Yep. Okay. And then presumably Alfie Whiteman on the bench. I would imagine that would be the case, yes. Right. Um, that's just that's just madness. It's madness that he, that he got himself sent off. And now he's put the club in that position going into, into the game. I mean, I still think we'll all have enough against PSV um, in the return game. Um, the the, the, the equaliser shortly after, after we... Conceded that sorry. Shortly after um, Hugo got sent off, I thought even I, I I thought with ten minutes or whatever it was left, I thought even with ten men we can hold on, we can hold on, and then we conceded another stupid goal. I mean the marking on that was ridiculous. It was just poor. There was a group of Spurs defenders, it seemingly mar- marking one another, but yeah. not not the not the PS3 player. It, 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 was it was it zonal or was it man to man? I couldn't tell. It's it's schoolboy errors. It's switching off. It's, it is literally just switching off, and it's disappointing because we're better than that. I mean, the last couple of seasons we have been so hard to score against and so solid defensively. To make the in the in the last couple of games the three mistakes that we have that have cost us the goals is unforgivable. Really, I'm not unforgivable, but it's just we we're better than that. We are so much better than that. It's it's, it's frustrating, and I'm I'm you know when. West Ham scored last night and there was a lovely shot of Potch who just sat down on that water bottle thing looking, you know, here we go. He, 
he can almost see you know he's frustrated in the way we're defending being a defender in himself he's frustrated in the in the way we're defending at the moment and i i, I think they're gonna get they're getting rockets up their backsides to make them perform better um short yes or no answer do you think we'll beat ps3 on tuesday and moreover do you think we can qualify i think we'll beat psv but we now need inter to do us favors and and other fixtures to go our way and i don't think that's going to happen well we've got to, essentially we've got to we've got to win our remaining three games so yeah, psv I, then inter and then barcelona yeah i i i'll see it's beating psv but um i don't i think we'll probably get um a bat oh glory tottenham that's my phone hey <laughs> um i think we'll get a glorious draw at barcelona um but I'd, i ultimately I'd, i think we'll be in the europa league yeah no i i unfortunately i agree with you um i think that you know as, as stupid as the defending was um in einhoven i ult- ultimately i think that if we fail to qualify for the next stage, I think it will come down to that first game against Inter. Yeah. Because it, had we drawn that match, and I fully expected us to lose against Barcelona, which we did, um, even with a draw against PSV, that would have been respectable. Forget about the circumstances and how it actually transpired. Uh, going into that game, that would have been fine. Then you just got to win your home games. Yeah. And then you'd probably be in a position going into the Barcelona game where there isn't there certainly isn't pressure on you to win that match and maybe a draw would have would suffice maybe you could afford to lose it depending on on, on other results but ultimately we um yeah that that's it. I seeing as we lost that game um and the manner in which we lost it threw it away I just thought against Inter I thought we, we, we're, we're going to struggle and I I know it's European football um if we've dropped into the Europa I know it's a competition, and I, I don't have any issues with the Europa Cup, um, except that it would mean playing Thursday, Sunday matches. Again, I'm fine with that. My concern is if we go into the Europa, we won't actually try to win it. No. Um, we'll play two games, last 32, maybe four games, get into the last 16. If we're lucky, we get into the quarters, and then, and then we'll go out and we'll just end up playing a few extra games therefore that we could do without so on that basis I'd, I'd be if we're not going to win the group I'd, I'd, I'd take finishing bottom the thing is I really is, would yeah I, I I don't want us ever to throw games and not pay to our best but yeah you wonder is it we better or not off being out of it hmm. I, I, don't, I don't want us to lose any matches ever but yeah you wonder Yep. Okay. Um, in the second half of the podcast, we'll take a few of your questions, and we will discuss, um, amongst other things, the new stadium, Delhi Alley's c- contract, um, the uh, news that we had, sad news that we had about Glenn Hoddle um, over the weekend, or I should say, good news because um, uh, he's he's out of hospital. Um, <laughs> to put it bluntly, he's not dead. He's not. Yeah, that's one way of describing it. Um, but before we do, um, the Spurs ladies have got an important game against a uh, top of the table clash, I should say, against uh, United ladies um, in in uh, the Women's Premier League two on Sunday. They also played last Sunday. So here is Bex with this week's Spurs ladies update. Hey, it's Bex. Good week for the ladies this week. They uh, played last Sunday, the 29th of October. And came away with a 2-1 win against Aston Villa. That leaves them five points clear at the top of the uh, 
Championship and their sixth consecutive league wins out of six this season. So they do indeed have reason to be cheerful and Natch, their top of the league. For that Villa game, the girls went 1-0 down to start with and then just before half-time, Ash Neville scored and then, uh, sorry, equalised and then a very late penalty um, scored by Rihanna Dean gave them the win. That would be the same Rihanna Dean who's been chosen by, by, by Mo Marley for the England under-21s squad this week. So she's having a fantastic week. The girls' next game is on Sunday. And that's going to be against Man U, who are their closest rivals. Which is a bit shit, quite frankly, because, you know, Man U didn't have a women's team until this season. And they've bought their way in. Does that sound like any other teams we know of? Anyway, I'm off my soapbox. That game is played up in the Grim North. The places that I don't know, um, some place called Lee, um, and that's a twelve o'clock kickoff on Sunday. So I'm sure I'll let you know exactly how that goes. The game after that isn't until the 18th of November, and that's back in the Championship again, and that's against Charlton Athletic, back at home at Chesson, and that's an, a one o'clock kickoff. Uh, I'm, I can't think of anything else you guys need to know or that you've missed, apart from go and follow the social media sites. Um, they are pretty good. Do keep you up to date. Um, will give you highlights of goals and games, etc. I am on Twitter at BunchesBex if anybody wants to know anything. Cheers, bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tom Motherwell Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Cheers, Bex. Right, uh, let's dive into some questions. Um, David Fornell, we, 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 first half of the pod, we, we talked a lot about um, pre-competitions and, and various matches um, that we played and various matches that we've got ahead of us. And I, I, I did briefly touch upon the Christmas period being a busy period. So we had a question from David Fornell. He says, from the 24th of November to the 1st of January, our schedule is as follows. So we've got on the 24th, we've got Chelsea at home. Four days later, we've got Inter at home. Then we've got Arsenal away on the 2nd of December. Then Southampton on the 5th, three days later. Then three days later, Leicester away. And four days later, Barcelona away. Four days later, Burnley away on the 15th. Four days after that, on the 19th, it'll probably be, might be on the 18th, but it's probably on the 19th, Arsenal in the away in the League Cup. We've then got Everton on the 23rd, Sunday the 23rd, um, in the league away from home. Boxing Day, we've got Bournemouth at home, and then three days later, Wolves at home on the 29th, and then on the 1st of January, Cardiff away. Um, so he says 12 games in 38 days. Um, just, uh, he goes on to say... Um, that's a game nearly every three days. Um, last night was encouraging with our strength in depth. Um, you, we sort of spoke about this off air. You said that as fans, this is this is what we what we want. We we want loads of Spurs games. We don't want those rude interruptions when international football happens or, or uh, when when there's something called the summer months well, in the pre-season. Um, these fixtures are following a two-week international break and I'd like to see Harry Kane, um, I'm doing bunny ears, a knock, pick up a knock in training and be out for those two weeks so he can get a rest. Um, but that those, for, I mean, Chelsea Inter, um, the scum, Southampton, Leicester and Barcelona, that's a hell of a run of fixtures. I mean, Southampton, Leicester, yeah, but Chelsea Inter, us and Barcelona, that's a, that's a hell of a run of fixtures, and as a fan, that's what the, you want to be in competitions, and you want to be playing these games. You really do. It's it's not ideal that we're playing these many this many games, but play them. 
get on with it three days I, I think the, the 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 point about this being the strength in depth is good and we did mention it the players coming back mm. to fitness and being available and Foyth beginning or shining so he's an option to put in the in the team definitely I think it's a good thing that then that's important with the fourth that he played last night and he played well because if, yeah. if he's called upon again because god forbid it, uh, something happens to toby or, or yam still injured or whatever you don't want him to come suddenly from the cold you want him to have played a few games and and to, to have played well so that that's good um i should just add that i mean dave's obviously looking at um uh, uh, uh fixture periods um, uh, over 38 days not well soon after Cardiff so we play Cardiff on Tuesday the 1st um, potentially we would play an FA Cup tie on the 6th so 5 days later 6th of January um, we've then got if we progress into the 4th uh, round of the FA Cup we'll have another FA Cup game in January or a few league games either side of it dare I say if we beat Arsenal We'll have um, two league, league Cup semi-finals in January as well, so that's going to get quite busy. But yeah. I think, do you, do you know what I think? I mean, I think in this period of time, we've we've proved it a lot over the last few seasons. We do really well in this period of time. We pick up a lot of points, whilst well, hopefully others drop points. I also think that that's probably a sign that we don't. The pressure doesn't affect us of playing all those games. Um, I think if we had this run in towards the end of the season maybe come april or may and we were involved in several competitions i think that could be a little bit more tricky i think at this point in time i think we deal with it and deal with it well we've proven that yeah we traditionally or under poch we always pick up good points in this period and league games in that there's chelsea arsenal southampton leicester burnley everton bournemouth wolves Cardiff so there's a lot of points there to be had mm. a lot and like I say if you, if we're already out of the the Champions League by the time we play Barcelona away is it going to be a full strength side yeah I, def- I think it's, it's, it's arguable that, that the inter game certainly Barcelona game might be ac- academic by that point yeah. um yeah it's good to be involved in, in in the League Cup and if we if we win that match and it's certainly winnable I think that sure sure the fact that it it means that we're in the semi-finals and, and a little bit step closer to hopefully getting a trophy or getting to getting to final, um, I think that will breed breed more confidence going into all the league games that we play over that period of time. Yeah. And, and if we establish a good run and we have all the players coming back, then I think that will stand us in good stead for uh, the second half of the season. Um, right, we had the sad news last Saturday um, about Glenn Hoddle. Um that he had a heart attack. It was strange news. I, I was out of the country and I heard that he'd been um, he'd collapsed at the, at the, at the BT studios, um, and we we didn't know much more about it until I think the next day they said that um, he had a heart attack. And uh, anyway, he's he's pulled through, as you said. He's not dead, um, so that's that's good news. But um, yeah, it's it's, it's weird because. So I mean, I know, I know he's 60, 61. Yes, well, yeah, he's not he's not a spring chicken. I mean, not I, a spring I, chicken, but he's he's a you know he's a, he's an ex professional player. You you don't sorry associate heart attacks with with um, 
with sportsmen. I mean, I know there's probably some David Chinola. There are there are plenty. It's, yeah. It's 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 the stress and other things. I mean, when the I saw the new the news was breaking over social media, um, and it was see it was he's collapsed and he's been taken to hospital seriously ill. Was the the first thing I read. Um, apparently, he was doing keepy ups before they went on air, and he'll pull through and he'll be fine. But it, it's you know it's a, a shock and it just uh, get your heart checked out guys and make sure you're all right because you don't want to be losing anything or causing pain for your loved ones. Get yourself go to the doctors if you're feeling a bit poorly. Go and get yourself checked out. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's um it's good news anyway for his. No, I'm I'm, I'm that, so I, I, I want him to make a full recovery and him to be yeah. fine. His his brother, I should say, Carl, um, who who was younger than him, I think, passed away a few years ago. Um, had a heart attack, so. I don't know if there was anything hereditary there, or, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's good that he's pulled through. Um, a lot been a lot been happening over the last week or so. It certainly hasn't been quiet at, at our club. Sometimes I feel like it's a little bit of a soap opera. Um, so we had good news earlier. Um, I think this week I lose track with Deli Ali signing a new contract. It was um, Monday after we lost to um, City. City committing himself to twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um, and saying and, that, that, that one of the reasons he said is because of Pochettino, which says to me he's not going to go anywhere near the Real Madrid job, yeah. which is nice. Um, a good, a good thing. I mean, a, a really good positive thing that he wants to stay with us and develop his game, but also tinged with we've lost to Man City and they released that news just to make people smile. So you know, it, that's that's being really cynical really really cynical and i shouldn't be really shouldn't be it's a great it's a great signing and very happy that he's staying with us yeah i mean it, it's uh, it's fantastic to tie all of our assets down um yeah. uh hopefully ericsson next there's, there's a few others that, that, that we need to tie down but yeah he, he his words his interview where he said like he, he could have gone elsewhere it's not just about i mean he, he said it's not just about winning trophies um and Yep, the stadium is a factor, but that's not the, the main thing. And, and it's being somewhere where I can continue to learn and, and improve as a player. And that speaks volumes about Pochettino as a manager, as a coach, that and and that he you know that he's happy here. And that, that's really important. I think a lot of footballers we assume that that, they, that if somebody like Madrid comes calling, that's it. You've got to go. If you're happy and settled in your life, that that counts for so much. Um, and he, he clearly is, so I mean, that's it, good. The parallel is, in some ways, here. Alan Shearer won one trophy, then went to Newcastle, became a legend and stayed there and was very happy and didn't want mm. to go anywhere else. So if you're if you're happy and settled and you like the football and the environment and the manager and the team, why would you want to go anywhere else? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, fu- well, it's funny you should mention Shearer. I've seen him a few times suggest Kane should leave. Yeah, well, he's a wanker, isn't he? Yeah, I, 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 might, I yeah. might have made an, a, the analogy there, but he's still a wanker. <laughs> no, no, you're, no, it's, it's a good one. It's a, it's a good one. I, it, it's, a, it's a perfect example of, of a player who could have gone to, at the time, United and, and won trophies, decided to, 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 to join his hometown club. Um, I'm sure he, he would have, naturally, he would have wanted to win trophies with Newcastle, and that yeah. weren't to be. But I don't think if you ask him, he has any regrets about that. I don't think he did at the time. I don't think he, he, he's, he's since. I, uh, but I just think it's ironic that that with that in mind, he um, 
I've, I'm sure I've heard him a few times suggest Kane should leave um, and, and, and go abroad. And I, and I just think, what an absolute wanker. Yeah. See, what that, what that makes me think is he does have regrets about knowing, not going anywhere and winning more trophies. And he doesn't want the same thing to have to Kane. Whatever he says about not regretting it, hmm. he does have regrets deep down. And that's why he's saying that. Okay. Um, the other thing I just wanted to briefly touch up on, I do mean briefly, um, was the news last Friday that we will be playing all of our, sorry, all of our, remaining games the calendar year 2018 at Wembley um, uh, that was a, there was an update um, still no news on when we will move into the new stadium but there was a very comprehensive update from Daniel Levy all those fans saying could you please update us could you please update us well he did um, and, and and it was a very long um, and detailed re- reply um, so we're still going to be at Wembley I, I'm not going to make predictions on when we're going to move into the new stadium whether it's going to be this season or next season or whatever I I think the United game certainly seems plausible um, but then you hear so many rumours suggesting that, 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 that there's uh, so much work still to be done and, and it might not happen this season I, you know what I, uh, let's deal with the reality the reality at the moment is we, we will have to be at Wembley until um until the end of the year, at least. Biggest single problem I've got with that is when I went there on Monday night, uh, I said it earlier, the atmosphere was just dead. It was completely dead. It was akin to... Um, I'm not a huge rugby fan. I've, I've been to two rugby games before, um, one at the Funny Enough at the Olympic Stadium, another one at Twickenham, and, and the atmosphere was horrible. It was just quiet. It was really, really dead. And this was akin to, to that, where by for pretty much the whole game... I mean, there was one At one point, there was one rendition of... Um, Oh, and the Spurs. Um, there was one point when the fans were singing Soko's name, but there was very little else. You could hear at one point you hear the City fans, uh, travelling fans singing Blue Moon, but hardly anything else. It was completely quiet, other than in the, when when there was something happening happening in the final third. Suddenly, um, the place would slightly lift, and you could hear some noise, but but in between, it was just quiet. It was dead. It was horrible. See, and, I, I, when when I was watching it. Um, on the Shonky stream, it sounded all right. It didn't sound that dead. Mm. Um, the, I think that the, the feeling is that people have had enough of it, and and I and I tend to agree with them that it, uh, yes, the stadium's not finished, but the the state of the pitch and the American football markings that were moaned about we shouldn't have been at Wembley playing that game we should have been at home so the fact that they had a Wembley uh, an American football game a couple of days beforehand is a, is a moot point really we shouldn't have been in that stadium the way the club have dealt with through um, refunding the money is a disgrace it shouldn't be down to fans to claim that money it should be given back automatically the fact that then fans have got to book another ticket to get into Wembley is a joke as well. I think fans have had enough and they just want to get mm. out of there. And I think that, unfortunately, the 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 longer it drags on, the the less people are going to go and the less crowds are going to be there. I mean, that was fifty six thousand against Man City. I think it was yeah. over sixty last season. It's still more than Old White Hart Lane, but it it's enough hmm. it really is enough now the, the 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 aspect that concerns me most is if the atmosphere was like it was on monday against man city you know a big team that uh, you sort of expected that 
against perhaps, with all due respect, I don't know, a Southampton or a Burnley or somebody on a cold middle of the middle of the uh, week um, evening in in December, for example. You sort of expect that, okay? This was Man City. This was a big, big match, and I just found it dead. And I thought, talk to myself, we have seven more matches. Um, at Wembley uh, for the remainder of this calendar year. So we've got the two Champions League, League ties. They they could be, in all fairness, PSV game that could that could be big. And if we win that, we've got a little bit of hope going into the Inter game. Atmosphere could be big there. Let's assume Chelsea at home that could be. But the other four games that are in December that concern me. So you've got Southampton in the middle of the week, and then you've got Burnley, um, and then over the over the Christmas period you've got uh, Bournemouth and Wolves. And and I just think, well, if the atmosphere was like this against Man City, what is it going to be like for those games? People aren't yeah. going to be up for it. No. For, for me, who somebody who goes and I, and I don't like, I I'm no different to anybody any other fan. All these fans who go on about oh, Wembley this, Wembley that. Nobody like there. Are, you find me a Spurs fan who 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 actually likes Wembley, right? You won't find one. Even if you found one who lived close and said, oh, it, it's it's easier to to get to, they still would despise the place. Nobody likes it, right? Period. Um, I enjoyed it for the whole of last season. It was fine for one year. It was you know the price that we, that we had to pay, but I fully expected us to be in in the new stadium um, by now. That that's that was my expectation. That was. A, price i would pay um the fact that i'm still here uh also the, the, sorry that we're still there it, it, it it's it's annoying i get on with it and I, I the likelihood is i will be at those at those games in december but if it's starting to affect me somebody who does go regularly who, who does take the mindset well yes it's wembley i hate wembley but i'm still going to be there i'm still going to be behind the team regardless if i'm starting to feel not that enthusiastic about it then that that's you know that's going to be a problem there because then you're going to get more and more fans suddenly deciding not to go yeah. more and more ones who would otherwise endure it and and go and and, and even have have gone this season to, to all the games that we've played um, but suddenly thinking well, what what's the point you know and I, I don't know part of it's down to the lack of communication or miscommunication or I don't want to say that it's been done on purpose communication from the club about what's going on uh, it's lovely having the pictures and the cameras and stuff and seeing it go up but f- fans want to get in there now i think they're itching to get in there mm. they really are uh, oh i want to i want to be seated on that nice big white wall and see the spurs come out on that pitch and see the envy on other teams faces fans faces as they see how great our stadium is you know, it's, it's it's beyond a joke now, and I think that I don't know, I don't want it to be deliberate miscommunication or de- deliberate that they've taken money from people and it's just sitting. They just refund the money, just refund it all now, and get people to buy the tickets again. They're sitting on that money, earning interest at, yeah. at, at the cost of fans who haven't got that money. You know, people are paying off credit cards and stuff to to be able to afford that, and they've got into a debt to be able to afford that. Mm-hmm. It's it's it it's a sour it sours the whole thing. Um, just on the back of that, um, we had a question from um, ASD, um, host of the Echoes of Glory podcast. Um, his Twitter handle is at ASD the Brand. He says, "Do you think we would have got more points, positive outcomes, if we were in White Hart Lane?" Um, I don't know if he means by that. Um, the White Hart Lane that we knew or always referring to the new stadium and then he just goes on to say how important was White Hart Lane uh, 
to our identity and have we lost something forever we have lost something forever i would give my right leg to have one more match in white hart lane i w- i was with you the uh, uh, my last visit and it wasn't the last game yep. and yep. and i was just i i i was devastated to be leaving that and not going mm. back oh i w- honestly would give my right leg to go back and have one more game in there it was it for all its foibles, for all its worn, for all it you know falling apart or not falling apart, but just it it, it looked lived in. It was like a comfort pair of slippers. It was our home, mm-hmm. the the nights that have been there, the glory glory nights, the the games that have been watched and won, and the generations of people through the doors. I'd give anything to go back there. But we're moving on. We've got something bigger and better, and we yeah. have to accept that. Would we have got more points, positive outcomes in White Hart Lane? what home games have we we haven't done no, we haven't, we haven't done, done too badly at Wembley we haven't done no, that badly we we, we we last season we lost at home in the league we lost at home to Chelsea and we lost at home to Man City um and we drew at home off the top of my head I think against Swansea uh West Brom and West Ham okay Otherwise, we, we, we won all the rest of our games. That in itself is a bloody good record at home. Um, by the way, at a ground which wasn't our, which isn't our home, but effectively uh, was for a year. That's a very good record in compared to any other season other than the final season at White Hart Lane, which was which was an exceptional. We had an exceptional uh, set of results in that final season. So actually, we, we did very well um, last season. Um, and if you consider the Champions League games, um, when we beat uh, Real and Dortmund and Apoel at home, um, we 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 did very well um, at, at Wembley. And this season, um, it's, it's a strange anomaly. This season, I mean, yeah, we've we've, we've lost Liverpool and, and City at home. Uh, Barca, well, I think we would have probably lost to Barca anyway, regardless of where we played them. Um, in terms of positive outcomes, I mean, certainly the, the atmosphere at White Hart Lane in that final season, uh, particular, um, it was a fortress, and I think that that would have helped. Um, would have we lost part of our? Have we lost our identity um, or something forever? Yeah, we, we certainly have. Um, that's that's never going to come back. Um, the biggest challenge I think we face as a club is we're going to move into that new stadium at some point. Um, it's going to be miles better than Wembley. Um, a, because it is um, it's a lot close to the pitch. Um, B, it's going to be our um, stadium. C, it's it's back at back at Spurs, back in back in the area. So all of those things, all of those things should make for a fantastic stadium, um, and and that the, the, the players will thrive in, and, and the fans will, will will enjoy being there. I just hope that we don't live in the past, and as fans, and we do. Do generate a good atmosphere in the new stadium, um, and we don't just bang on about White Hart Lane, and we start to create something special in the new stadium that generations to come will, will appreciate and 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 adore, and and come to think of as home. So, I think the first time that that stand is full, and the roar rolls down that and across the pitch, I think the hairs will go back on the, up on the back of the nets of the rest of the people around the stadium, and they'll realise what we've got. There will, it's easy to be cynical about things that the club and levy and the way things are being done and and there'll be no, there'll be always begin people saying well it's not white art lane it's not it's not the same is it? it's not it's not that tight little ground it's gonna be superb 
from everything I've seen, from all the videos, from watching it get built up, from from going last season and standing in in the middle of the stands, it's going to be phenomenal, and I can't wait to get in there. I really can't. People 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 hate will call black white and hate the fact of anything. You know, anything new. Don't like it. Don't like change. Don't like anything new. Yes, I yearn to go back to the old stadium, but I'm fully accepting we're going to go into the new one and it's going to be something else. Yeah, totally agree. Right, let's finish off with two questions. Um, first of all, we've got Nigel Watson. His Twitter handle is at TNWCleaning. Strange Twitter handle. Um, he says, is it time to look for a new first cho- choice keeper? For me, it is. Um, he says, Hugo has been a great servant, but he's making too many mistakes and scares the hell out of me playing from the back. On another note, Harry Winks is brilliant. We said we said what we had to say about Winks. Um, Hugo. Um, again, exceptional, exceptional shot stopper, but capable of a ricket, sending off, rushing out. The the way the percentage game that he plays about charging out and doing that kind of thing. Yes, he's going to get sent off, or yes, he's going to give a goal away every now and again. He's still an exceptional player. He still won a World Cup in the summer. Uh, he's still the French captain, but. Will Gazaniga make uh, number one? Perhaps. Perhaps he's only just a backup keeper. Somebody like Nick Pope, we should look at. I think they're there. Maybe the end of the season, if a, if an offer comes in for France and he wants to go home, maybe we'll look at that and maybe we'll buy a new keeper. But I, yeah. you know, I think we've said it in the past. He he's capable of rickets. He's capable of excellent play. He'll keep. He'll make us more points than he loses across a season, and that's it. That's the important thing there. Absolutely, you know he's, he's still he's, he's still um, a fantastic keeper, and and uh, uh, if you look around in, in world football, he's still you know up there as, as one of the best. I mean, he's a World Cup um, winning captain, um, but he does have a propensity, particularly recently, of making mistakes. I do not feel feel I, I don't mind us playing out the back. I think that's that's fine. I think that that's that is. That's the way teams are playing now. Um, but I think that when I when the ball comes back to him, he, he just looks shaky. He looks nervous. Um, personally, I would like us to start to look at bringing somebody in, um, to sort of identifying who that goalkeeper is. I mean, for me, somebody, it's not going to happen, but somebody like Jordan Pickford, um, I, I, I think he's a really good goalkeeper and I think he's superb on, on, on the ball and he's got a lot of the attributes that a modern keeper has. Um I would like us to be looking at somebody like him who's maybe not necessarily established. Uh, I mean, Pickford, I, Everton wouldn't sell him to us, and, and if they did, um, I think he would cost shitloads of money. Um, but it's finding that level of player who's maybe at, like a few years ago when Pickford was at Sunderland, um, identifying that player um, with a view to signing that player, say, the summer after next, um, whatever. Um I think it's on their radar. I don't think they won't, wouldn't be looking at it. And I do think that they would be concerned about some of the, 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 the rash mistakes he makes. That's saying that um, Tony Jimenez is a great coach coach and keeper coach. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they've got it under control. Yeah, yeah. I think, also, I think unfortunately, I mean, some of the stuff that's happened to, to Hugo, obviously, on the pitch in terms of those mistakes that he's made, coupled with shall we say some of his off field or or one of his off field some is is is, is unfair or a particular off field antic um i think that doesn't stand him in in, in good, good stead and 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 perhaps a club might start to be thinking about looking at somebody 
Um, yeah, not necessarily next season, but but I think at some point. I mean, he he's he's not he's no spring chicken either. Um, he's been at the club for seven years as well, um, which is really kind of surprising. Yeah, yeah, and that, that that's crept up. Yeah, um, be seven years, I think next next summer. Um, as for uh, Gazaniga, personally, I think he's a good backup keeper um, to. Uh, to Hugo um, I had my doubts about him because too many people were getting excited over the fact that he had one good game against Palace and, and were just calling for him to start because Vaughan was looking a bit iffy but I think now he's played a few games we've got a bit of a measure of, of, of him and he, and he seems seems to have been consistently played well in those games so he's certainly a good backup keeper um, I mean, but for... that's, that's one of the problems a player has one good game and the hype, hype train yeah. starts up and then he has a, a, a bit of a performance Perform bad performance, and that's it. He's the worst thing in the world. Maybe that's what's going to happen with Foyce in the next game he plays. Like, oh. you know, I won't have such a good game, and everybody will doubt what they were thinking from the first one. Well, I, 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 I think there won't even be a question of people doubting what, what they were thinking. I mean, the fickle nature of football fans is they'll even forget that they were um, lauding him and, and saying how wonderful he was. They'll just go straight into um, how bad he is if he has a bad game. That's uh, that's unfortunately the fickle nature of yeah. f- f- football fans. But um, Going back to David's question, is this in response to um, the the Neville and Carragher argument on Monday Night Football about how much they spent? Oh, so yeah, f- final is. yeah, final final question on the podcast. David Fornell um, asks: Are you are, are you are, are you guys comfortable with the net spend of Spurs during Mr. Pochettino's Mr. Pochettino? That's very polite of you, um, Mr. Pochettino's tenure taking in all other aspects of financial drain and how this has translated onto the pitch so david has kindly got a screenshot which i will just read for you so we've we've accumulated in terms of points um since 2014 um city have accumulated the most number of points 340 46 followed by chelsea 324 and then then ourselves with 318 and then below that you've got arsenal 306 united currently 303 liverpool 299 all the way in sixth place but in terms of net spend we've only spent 20 our net spend is 29 million which is compared to arsenal 225 sorry liverpool 183 um Chelsea 200, Arsenal 225, Manu 466, and City 518. Um, and if you look at the last one there, it's uh, 20 million plus signings. We've made four. Arsenal made six. City and Chelsea made 16. Man United and Liverpool have made 13 over 20 million pounds. I think we're we're overachieving. Poch has got us overachieving, and we're probably ahead of the sh- ahead of schedule. Of of uh, and this is this is widely said in other places. We buy play, you know, Foy for eight million, Ali for five million, and this is the thing: we buy players low and sell them high. It's always been Levy's business model, and I can't see that changing. I cannot see that changing at all. I can't, and it's testament to us as a club, particularly Pochettino, that we've achieved what we have achieved with 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 what we've spent. But um, whilst you hear a lot of people say that we over overachieve or, or, or we're pushing above our weight, what nobody says, or I, I, I seldom hear outside of Spurs fans, is um, how some of those other clubs, Liverpool in particular, um, have underachieved and how much they have... Um, if we're punching above our weight, um, they're doing the opposite. 
I guess. Mm. You know, they've squandered a lot of money on players. Yeah. You know? Nobody says, oh, well, look at Liverpool. They should have. They spent shitloads of money. They on, have. I mean, since, I mean, I remember when um, Rogers was was in charge so this this is 2014 so that season 2014 it finished when they were they were um uh you know in real contention to to, to win their league and then they they threw it away they sold suarez that summer but then they bought in the likes of lalana lovren i remember that summer um they bought in balotelli um uh, was it Ricky Lambert from Southampton as well? Yeah, quite a few. I think yep. that, that, that that summer. So that was that was that summer alone. Um, then they got in Milner. I think that was in a free. Um, the likes of Emre Can under under Klopp, um, uh, etc. etc. All the other, the, you know, the the, the Mane's. Obviously, they they sold Coutinho and 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 that enabled them to to, to for, for, for big money and that enabled them to bring in Van Dijk, etc. They spent shit loads of money. Um, Benteke, did they sign Benteke as, as well? Uh, I, they, I can't remember. Twenty fourteen, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. they did. I think. Yeah. I think. I think they 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 they, they did in twenty fourteen. Um, they spent all of that money, and they since twenty fourteen they haven't finished above us one season for for for, 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 sorry, for any of the seasons since twenty fourteen when they did finish above us. They haven't finished above us. They've won the same amount of trophies as we have. They're bottom of that table in terms of points. So relative to the other clubs. Arsenal, all right, they've won a few FA Cups in that period of time, but they've haven't done particularly well. They've wasted a lot of money. Um, United as well under Van Gaal and then and then um, what's his name uh, Mourinho. The only two that you could say have been successful since 2014, um, City and Chelsea, in terms of you know in terms of investing shitloads of money and getting back what they've invested in in uh, in terms of league titles. Yes. And- what they did over the summer, though, is identify where they're weak in the team and address those holes, which is why they're stronger. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's what they've done well. And that's what we knew there was holes in the side and we didn't address any of those. Mm. That's probably why they're doing a little bit better than us last season. I don't know. Um, uh, are you... I mean, you said that Levy's not going to change this in, in, a, in a million years. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm inclined to agree with you on that. I... I when we do move into the new, new stadium, I mean, there, there's still going to be a lot of debt apparently around that, um, and I don't know how that's going to impact things. Um, uh, but to come back to David's question, are you forget about whether you believe that will change or not? Are you comfortable with the net spend? If we had a billionaire, oil-rich co- country owning us and we'd won a couple of titles and we would have got a couple more cups underneath our belt, I would not be annoyed with it. But I would rather that we did it in the right way and brought the players up and built up and built up and then win something properly. West, uh, the, the Chelsea and Man City are small, shitty clubs that have won the pools and uh, bought some trophies. Whenever they win something, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. And even the spending of Liverpool now is becoming irrelevant if they ever win anything. I would rather us do it properly. Hmm. So, uh, happy with the net spend? In a way, yes. But if Qatar came and bought us next week and they spunked billions of pounds on players for us and we won loads of trophies, I wouldn't be sad about it. Yeah. I'm 
I'm happy that we haven't spunked away loads of money like some of those other clubs have. And I've mentioned to the, the three that are below us currently in that table, Arsenal, United, Liverpool. I'm happy that we haven't spunked away money. Um, I'm happy that... Um, look, £254 million compared to 385... Uh, Six two five six seven six nine four seven five eight. That for me, that's that's the 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 the, the, the bigger figure. The fact that our actual spend relative to the other clubs yeah. is a lot less. The, the the net spend I don't really care about because to me that that says that um, we've actually been quite shrewd in getting players off our books and 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 uh, to coin the phrase, um, uh, certain clubs being levied. In, t- yeah. in terms of what they've paid for some of our players, that we've you know, uh, this is a, a, probably not the best example because it's unfair. But someone like Ryan Mason, who you know he was a decent lad, he wasn't a bad footballer, but but we we made a we made a profit on him effectively. Yeah, you know he was somebody from from Tom Carroll as well and various others. You know these were players who, who came through the uh, youth franks and and we 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 sold them on. Um, I mean, I think it, we, we, the... we've actually made good good money in terms of selling players on. Um, I'd be I'd be worried if if we hadn't. I mean, the, I mean, the disgusting thing about that is the net spend of Man City of a half a billion pounds, mm. and Man United not far off that. I mean, if you've got the money to spend on it, then I would say spend it. But we obviously do not, even though we've got Joe Lewis, is Britain's fifth richest man or something stupid. He doesn't dip into his pocket at all. Um, it 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 shows we're a well one shrewdly run club but you know how much did we get for bail or things like that that money could have been better invested we could have kicked on a bit more there you know i dare say we we will get when harry decides if he ever wants to leave and he does he isn't a one club man we will get bucket loads of money for him same with ali we'll get money we'll we'll make a profit on the only player that we probably won't make a profit on ever is going to be sissoko the rest of the players we've got in that squad we will make a profit on in some shape or form so again it just it just gets reinvested i don't think i don't think the the i think there's money there to be spent if if watford and and teams and crystal palace can spend 100 million quid i'm pretty sure we can still spend 100 million quid despite the stadium getting built well the example i cited earlier in the pod sanchez for 40 million Mm. um on the face of it that's you know that's the sort of player that if that if you're Pochettino and you go to leave and you say, right, I've got this young player, young defender, he's, I don't know, 21, 22. He's only been playing at Ajax from, for, 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 in, in Europe for one season. He's South American. He, 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 he's only been here for a year. He's had one really good season um, and I'd like to spend £40 million. Now, to all intents and purposes, Levy should turn around and say, no, there's no way I'm spending that amount of money. Um, that's a risk. But actually... Um, Pochettino has identified his man. He really believes in him, and he's made the case. And Levy said, "Yeah, okay, fair enough. It's forty million, which is a ridiculous amount of money." Um, and but it's proved to, proved to be a fantastic acquisition. So I think when when the when the right players are out there that we want, not I hate to use Sissoko as a, as an example, but if if he was one that Pochettino arguably didn't actually want, and perhaps Levy bought for him, um, uh, various others you, you could argue as well. Um, this summer we didn't buy any players, but I'd, I'd rather us not buy any players than go and buy a player that perhaps we don't need or 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 or, or, or don't want. Um, and I think that I'd rather us 
I think when it when push comes to shove, and we, when we find the right player, and we, we sort of prove that with with Sanchez, um, that we are actually willing to pay um, a lot of money, and and we've done that. So I, I don't think it's as bad as some fans portray necessarily. Yes, it's true we might not pay the wages, although we play very good bonuses. I think we're just more prudent with our money. That's really what it what it comes down to. Fuck the net spend figure. I think I, I would I get more upset when we go and sell sell Bale and then we go and spunk it on seven players, two of whom two of whom are at Spurs, um, Ericsson and Lamella and, and are good players, but the other four or five questionably weren't. I mean Chadley was okay, um, but the likes of, you know, Kapue, Kirikes, um who are the other fuckers we signed? Paul, Paulinho, um, uh, uh, Soldado. Um, uh, that that to me is bad. When when as a club, we go go and spunk money on on um, on players who aren't good enough. Um, so yeah, net net spend doesn't bother bother me. It's 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 not spunking that money and and, and identifying the right players and bringing them into in, into the club. And and we've shown. In the case of Sanchez, that we can, we have done that in the in the in the past. Um, I think fans are just going to be patient. It's, it's it's difficult when you when you see your rival rivals spending loads of money. Um, but Liverpool have spent lots in the past. They haven't finished above us, and they've won the same amount of trophies. Um, how much did West Ham spend this season and last season? They must have spent a hundred odd million again. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to dirty myself by looking up, but they must have. Yeah. Well, there's that yeah. there's that video of that. Um, West Ham fan in the taxi, isn't it? Laughing at that we spent no money, and he lists all the clubs that have spent money. West Ham must—they spent forty million quid on Antonio, who was pony last night. Well, Everton, Everton were another example yep. last season, in particular. Even this, um, and they're still—you know—they're they're not going to—they're they're nowhere near being a top four, let alone top six side. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not too worried about net. I think fans get a little bit obsessive about net, the, the concept of net spend. Um, so yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't bother me too much. Um, right. Um, Can I mention one more thing before we go? Go for it. Um, the, so if you haven't heard of it, um, there's a thing called Bounds FC, and what they do, they take uh, club badges and they convert them into band names. And they're selling. Basically, they're doing an unlimited run of Chaz and Dave badges. It's, it's the Spurs football with a rabbit on it, with Chaz and Dave written underneath it. Um, and they're all the proceeds for this are going to Macmillan Cancer. They are, they're not going to be on sale for a, a couple of weeks or so, but it's a good cause. They're lovely little badges, and it's a, and go and have a look at the Bands FC stuff. It's really really good. Mm. But I'm I'm going to pick um, a couple of them up, but because they're they're lovely things. For, for any for anyone on Twitter, their Twitter handle is at underscore bands underscore FC. Yeah, they they're good things. They do some good stuff. But I missed out on getting. They did some um, white with blue enamel badges, and I missed out on getting one of them. So I'm just I'm going to buy some of the other ones. Okay. Right. Um, the next podcast will be um, only a few days from now, and we will be recording on Sunday afternoon, the day after the Wolves game. Um, but until then, all that's left to say is thank you, John. Yeah, thank you, Jav, and uh, see you later, everybody. And until this Sunday, um, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run onto that green. 
White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.